Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe, uh, Chris Bryant of Podcasting Gruen. That's right. That's what they call him, folks. That's right. Just got traded to this podcast from a pretty popular podcast you might have heard called Pod Save America. <laughs> I was going to say, what, what podcast was good four or five years ago that is just falling apart now? Pod Save America is a pretty good one. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's uh, just just brought, came in from Chapo Trap House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <clears throat> all right. Um, from the Opie and Anthony show. <laughs> turns out Joe is Opie and Anthony this whole time. It's true. Joe is very... Anthony Kumio. <laughs> I was the good Anthony though. Some other guy oh, okay. came in at the later. I can't I can't vouch for him. So it's like it's like a James Bond situation where Anthony Kumia is a character, and so like so, so you were the good Anthony Kumia. Correct. Not the one that ho- co-hosts Infowars, right? Does he co-host Infowars? He sometimes are, uh, is on Infowars. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Joe. So um, this week's movie, Murder in the Orient, nineteen seventy-four, a movie that it, it is. It, they should be very happy that it's impossible to find this and impossible to find anything about this. Because yes. whenever you look it up, it's Murder on the Orient Express. And honestly, we should have just watched that movie instead. Totally. Usually a man's career starts off with a bang. And and this is a bit more of a fizzle, I think. This, this is this is a firm handshake. This yes. is the second out of our last three movies that ends with a firm handshake. It's a friendly handshake. Yes. Uh, this is Ron Martini's first movie. We're taking a break from Summer of Blockbusters to have Ron, uh, Martini Madness in August. And... Um, I wish this was Speed Two instead. Me too. <laughs> Which is the next the, the next episode's movie, Speed Two. It's on HBO Max, so let's just get that out of the way. So I also wish we had more like trivia to talk about to like kill time because I don't think this is going to go longer than like an hour, maybe. <laughs> no, this movie is an hour and thirteen minutes, and like I said before we started recording, there are two extended check-in scenes <laughs> yeah. where it's like not even anything interesting's happening. It's just like, all right, so you're in room, you know, thirteen o two, and here's your key. And, um, you know, we have continental breakfast till 10 a.m. Oh, really? Nice. What's in there? Uh, you know, pancakes, waffles, you know, the, the normal. is. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Can I get a wake-up call for 5 a.m.? Of course you can, sir. <laughs> it's like, oh, actually, our system is down. Can you just wait while we reboot? <laughs> <laughs> just sit there in silence for three minutes? The, no, no. The person behind the desk calls the tech person, the IT person for the hotel. <laughs> you get that whole conversation. And it's like, it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just cuts to Ron Machine mm-hmm. going, Okay, <laughs> just nodding his head. Oh man! So this movie, Murder in the Orient, basically what it comes down to is I'm not even going to read the description because I can describe it for you. Um, there are two swords that, when you put them together, have a map to Japanese gold on it in the in the Philippines. Which I guess two swords is enough to get the map, but one sword is not enough because this map at the end is like. I don't know how it's supposed to function. I don't either. I have no idea how you find anything on a map that's like a solid inch across, maybe. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, so say it's like, okay, say you have to drive from, say, Sacramento to LA, and you're like, this map only has I half, five on it. Half, yeah, half of I 5 on it. How am I supposed to figure out how to get there? And then it's like, oh, the other half of I 5. Perfect. Okay, got it. Right. <laughs> so, um, that. That's the whole movie is him just trying to find a samurai sword. And that's uh, almost like a misinterpretation of like, it's not a misinterpretation of the plot, but it like these swords are not in this movie. 
that, that was, yeah, that They're was just not in it. And it, what it really is, is it's a series. This movie is a series of um, scenes of Ron Marchini bringing women back to his apartment. Correct. Or, or Joe, or Ron Martini coming back to his apartment and a woman already being there. Correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's, I was watching this and I was like, there's a better movie in here. If like Ron Martini has to get two, really? two Japanese swords from two different groups, you know, there's like, there's the Golden Cobras and there's Interpol apparently, which is what, who Ron Martini is. Interpol. Yeah. Filipino Interpol. And then, so if there's like the Golden Cobras, Ron Martini, and then they, they're both trying to get swords from two other guys. Like, well, Interpol, that kind of is the plot, right? Because we have two gangs here. We have a good gang and we have a bad gang, but the good gang was like not in the ganging business anymore. They're in like the dojo, almost kick your students in the crotch business. (laughs) And they work with Interpol. Interpol's entire, Interpol's entire like Filipino team is a guy who was just in the wrong place in the wrong time. And uh, the person's the person who gets murdered, brother, br- murdered's brother. That's the entire Interpol team. Right. But and the head of Interpol, which the reason they made him head is because he constantly can remind everybody that you need both swords to have the whole. Well, Joe, what you see is there's a map <laughs> it's yeah. on two swords. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, if you need two swords, get the whole map. If, if you, have you only one have sword, one, one you only have one half of the map. If you only have the other sword, it's only the other half. You need both together. Then you have to put them together. Together, because the two swords they There's create two of them. the one map. But if you have one sword, it's just how ha- this. They say this like four <laughs> times in the movie. <laughs> in a scene. <laughs> oh, all right, Joe. Let's let's get into it. Um, this is going right. to be a short episode because nothing yes. happens. Nope. Uh, the best scene comes up right now. So, uh, by the way, Jeff, I've seen a lot of movies. Especially during wow, doing this brag, yeah. <laughs> brag, a of brag there. But uh, a lot of movies that did not know how to end. I've never <laughs> seen a movie that didn't know how to begin. That's <laughs> true. This movie has a scene before they had a movie. This movie has a cold open that has nothing to do with the, like it's an episode of The Office or something. Yeah, you're like, oh, is this going to be a movie about jilted lovers? Like, I think they were thinking that as they were doing this. Oh, maybe we could do something with this affair. Oh, no. never mind. It's and then they Ron- saw, like, Ron Marchini kick a guy or, like, knock a guy out with a gut punch. And they're like, hey, maybe we should build a movie around this guy. So, yeah, the director and producer are like, all right, we're going to scrap the romantic comedy angle. This is an action movie now. It's right. right. Like, does Ron Marchini have different hair in this scene than he does in the rest of the movie? Quite possible. He, it feels like he has almost like a like a Chuck Norris uh, in like a Force of One like it's not quite a bowl cut but like a semi bowl cut in this scene. He still looks thirty five in this scene. Joe, he's always been thirty five. <laughs> he and he will always be thirty five. <laughs> right. Um. So this scene opens with uh Ron Marchini, our hero. Yes. In bed with a woman who is not his. <laughs> no, we find that out very quickly. Yeah, her husband comes in. She, I love this. She runs to him topless and goes like, hey, honey, how was work? <laughs> I mean, looking. if you're a woman, that's a pretty solid way to, like, diffuse a situation. Just be topless. Just be topless and be like, yeah. oh, hey. <laughs> and the guy's like, hmm, am I going to screw this up? <laughs> she, is, 
She is in bed with another man, but she is topless, so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he slaps her. He goes, <laughs> he slaps her twice. He says, don't sweetheart me, you tramp. And then yeah. he actually has a really sweet. I I mean, I hate to like say like has really good technique on beating his wife, but like he has like a, a quick back and front hand. Like it's almost one motion. It's really yeah. efficient. He, he's well practiced. He beats For her sure. a lot. He beats guess. her a lot. And by the way, this movie, uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to go, I don't know what they said, or it was impossible to hear. The audio quality is atrocious. Sometimes it feels like they were trying to see how far away they could get the mic from the actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then everybody but Ron Martini has a super thick Filipino accent. Because this movie yeah. was made for the Philippines, in the Correct. Philippines. And there's also so, no closed captioning on yeah. the DVD. Yeah. Well, the Joe, there, there's nothing on the DVD except for a Casper <laughs> short, apparently. There's an eight and a half minute Casper short. Jeff, I enjoyed that <laughs> so much more than this movie. It's not even funny. What's funny, too, Joe, is I, I have a surprise for you at the end of the episode, and I'm going to put it in the audio. The, the thing that came up after this on Daily Motion, where I watched it, was so much better. <laughs> oh, yeah? There's like an extra thing? <laughs> well, it was the, the like next thing up on Daily Motion. It was a really, a really angry advertisement for the Red Cross, where this like disembodied voice is just accosting this old painter. <laughs> it's very bizarre. <laughs> That's great. We'll review that too. We'll have time. Um, so I like how Marchini tries to like gaslight this husband, um, and he's like, he's like, hey, 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 it doesn't, it's not what it looks like, <laughs> like which yeah. I always love in these movies. Like, wait, what do you think he's gonna think? How, what can you possibly rationalize after that? Yeah, he's like so. He's like, hey, it's not what you think, buddy. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a massage therapist. <laughs> Board licensed. It's not what you think. I was working on your roof. Literally fell through under your naked fell body. Through it's your, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It I don't know how. Every once in a while. You no, know, I had to pop the shirt off to you know, you know, it was a little hot out. Even though we find out later, no matter how hot it is, Ron Martini does not pop the shirt off. That's true. I think because he's 35. <laughs> um. So he tries to gaslight this guy. This guy, like, comes at him with a briefcase. Yeah. He's trying to knock him over. Uh, Marchini gut punches him. And this is the first gut punch where we notice he has fucking superpowers. He can gut punch people unconscious. Yeah, he gut punches. Like, he not only can he gut punch people unconscious, later on in the movie, he'll, like, punch somebody in the cheek. And then all of a sudden, there's just, like, blood on the cheek without, right. like, any cuts or anything. Like, he is a powerful man. It's amazing. Um, the woman cries, she goes over to her husband and cries over him and he's knocked out. And this is maybe the best, like into an intro, like a cr opening credits line ever. He's just like, honey, that guy's got to learn to relax. <laughs> and then we get, yeah, just classic. Just like, I, I was loving it. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Also, what a dick thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your husband, he's got to chill out. We are just having a good time. That'd be great if he's like, that guy's got to get laid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we get that badass 70s tune, which you'll be hearing because it's the only song in the entire movie. Uh, we get shots of like, fucking downtown somewhere in the philippines but it might as city well be scapes. tallahassee because like <laughs> joe we get cityscapes yeah cityscapes of like who knows where but it's city, like cityscapes you think like 
uh, if they're usually taken at, say, like 600 feet in the air, these are taken at like 300 feet in the air. They're like, yeah. check out this alley and this well, roof. <laughs> they're like, look at this like lit up Wells Fargo. <laughs> it's like, who cares? Um, yeah. I like to believe this was shot in the Philippines, but like knowing Ron Marchini's history, I'm guessing that it was shot in, somewhere in Stockton. <laughs> it was, it was filmed in, in, uh, um, the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. I guess it's on the water. So, but then again, so it's Stockton. Yeah. Um, on the water. Don't forget, uh, in, what is it? Omega cop when they're at the port. That's right. That is right. Um, so, we get a gang of overweight gangsters. These are our, like, nemeses in this movie. Um, they're on a pier, and they're discussing mm-hmm. a treasure map um, and some girl who has it that they have to track down. Uh, tu- Turco? Is that his name? Turco, yeah. Turco is the main enforcer. Uh, his boss tells him to bring the girl back alive. Which I called him Magnum P.I., but the P.I. stands for Filipino Islander. Because <laughs> he's got the sweet mustache and the, like, the, like, Why loud pattern shirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you got to bring this girl back alive. And Tiraturko's like, no problem. Uh, then the boss takes his main girl. It's, it's his main, his top girl, Lisa. Lisa, yeah to the pier and he punks this guy who's like macking on this girl out of his bench seat he's like get out of here it's mine he's like oh okay and then they don't even sit down he just stands there yeah he just blocks it from yeah. anyone else being able to and use this it. dude this dude has the the like his gut sticks out the most not necessarily because it's huge this guy has the worst posture in the universe he does like he really he's like does. it looks like he's trying to make his stomach as big as possible yeah he's like bending he's like, like bent- puffing out He's, like, leaned all the way back, but just, like, pushing his gut as far out as he could. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she's, Lisa's into him, because he has money. Joe, uh, they have $10 million out there. Yeah, that's what he tells him. That's that's reiterated as much as the map. $10 million, two swords, and a map. That's that's (laughs) 70% of the lines in this movie. Yeah, also, like, I'd be so confused if I were that girl. She's like, yeah, I mean, I imagine there's more than that out in the world. He's like, we're going to have all the money in the world. Ten million dollars. It's either that or she's like, yeah, I was I I, I was there, too. I just I I just had that conversation. <laughs> we were part of this whole thing. I've been was, by your side this whole time. We were holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So now it's nighttime. And Marchini gets into his go kart and some frightened woman like runs up behind him, jumps in this thing. So it's it's like a small green car. It's like a race car, but like an old style race car almost. It's like a two seater too. It's like yeah, it's small. like like a nineteen seventies like rally car almost. Yeah, it's it's really it it's, looks like it, it runs on freaking D batteries. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can tell he thinks it's really cool. So she hops in, it's convertible, and then he drives her away. Um, but he's like struggling to tr- like he's never driven before. <laughs> so he's like driving all he's over. He's like the road. popping the clutch. <clears throat> Joe, we we watched a lot of Fast and the Furious, but you know what this this scene was slow and laborious. Thank you, folks. This is being the Reactionaries podcast. We'll be back next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He almost hits this gang of people. He just, just <laughs> yeah. He like backs out. Is just like you know what? I'm just. He's like you know what? 
you literally just jumped in my car, but I will commit vehicular manslaughter for you. Right. But here's how little his car is. It hits a guy and he's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, there's like no way to kill somebody with this thing. Um, but then he speeds off. Um, and for a second, I think like he's going to go across town, like miles away. He's escaped. He goes to his apartment. They're like right there after him. <laughs> like, yeah. Joe, do we, is this his apartment? Or is this her apartment? Like, whose apartment is this? It never gets mentioned, but didn't he open the door? Yeah, but later on, he opens the door to another place. Yes. And he also, like, checks behind things to see if there's something back there that if he hung the, if he hung the thing, nothing would be back there. He would know that. That's true. Also, I think that other place, they use the same apartment front. So, like, they really just use the same apartment over and over again, just different interiors. Like, they put different drapes up. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, this girl goes and hides in his in his place. Um, and he looks so uncomfortable. Martini does. He looks like he's never, like, talked to a woman before. Yeah, he's like, uh, you can um, you can uh, sit if you, you want. Do you drink women? Do you drink water? Do women drink? Do women have water? It's been so long, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. You wait here, and uh, you could sit on on the couch, or you could lie down, or you could sit. <laughs> He's he like goes in the kitchen and comes back. He's like, I forgot what you guys eat, so I got like uh, raisins, a can, of, a can of tuna, <laughs> some raisins, use some AAA batteries. I didn't think, but I figured it wouldn't hurt to bring them out. Yeah, just to spice the night up, you know. We'll <laughs> see where this goes. He's like, oh, thank you. It just takes the batteries and eats them. And he's like, I knew it. Yes. I knew it. I got a keeper. Um. No, she just takes the batteries and, like, goes into her room. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, so, yes. Um, Marchini sees these men approaching from the window. He's, like, hiding behind the window. He, like, peers out, and they're yeah. there. After like, he takes off his jacket and, like, thinks he's, like, very pensive. He knows nothing about this situation. I don't know what he's planning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Because she, she is more planned planned out than him, and she just hides behind a curtain. Yeah, but that's a real plan. Yeah. She, like, hides behind the door. Um. So, yeah, this woman hides behind the curtain. The gang sneaks in, and Marcini taps Turco on his shoulder, and then Roundhouse kicks him and, like, everyone else in the room. Yeah, oh, we missed the part where, yeah, Ron Martini's plan is to hide behind the door. So when they open it, he's behind him. So, yeah. He does the tap on the shoulder. Turk and, like, huh? and then he gets punched. And then he backhand slaps the guy who slides across the floor like eight feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. Was that one of the knife guys? Yeah. Yeah. That is, takes, yeah, there's lots of knife guys in this movie. Takes out some knife guys. It's great. It plays like a video game where, like, you know, there's, like, a few people with knives and they all do the same thing where they like they have the same animation where they like get the knife out and they like throw it to the other hand. And they're like, ha. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so he takes out those guys. The woman runs at this point and Turco chases her and he like corners her and then tries to get the map. Um, he goes zero to 60 so fast. And he's like, but, oh, hey, don't worry. Calm down. And he's like, give me the fucking map. <laughs> and then she's like, she he's like barely holding onto her forearms. And then she like breaks free and he's like. Well, I guess I have no other recourse. I gotta kill this her to death. <laughs> so he stabs her. She's dead. Um, Marchini hears that and then, uh, like, just lets Turco escape. Turco's like, ah! 
And like he's like runs to the girl, and then Turco's like, "Oh, I just get to leave. Cool." <laughs> Which is good. This is the one time that Turco does not get like um, undone by just being like unbearably horny. Like every other scene, if there's a woman in it, he's just like, ah, ah, I "Yeah, if he was time slobbering, he would have been <laughs> yeah. dead, hundred yeah. percent." Like uh, this man is, he's like one step above being like the Tex Avery Wolf cartoon. Yeah, like, with, with every <laughs> single woman he sees. Tongue on the floor, eyes out of sockets. Um, yeah, so she's dying, and then she gives Marshini this card or something. It's an and envelope says, that has, like, a card and a key in it. Yeah, 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 and she says something about a beach, and then she dies. Yep, she says Coral Beach and Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu. So he's got to piece this together. Um, he pulls the paper and the key out of the envelope. Then there's this just unnecessarily long scene of him like trying to figure out where he's gonna hide this key wandering around the apartment looking behind like the equivalent of like lifting up your smoke detector and being like all right there's nothing there's no ways to hide it back there and then he just like opens a drawer like could you imagine if he just like opened the drawer and was like nobody looking nope. here <laughs> <laughs> drops the key in the drawer he's like ron you've done it again right <laughs> um yeah, so he eventually hides it behind this Buddha, or in this, like, ceramic Buddha. Which, Joe, second Buddha appearance in a Ron Martini movie. That's right! That the, is right. Do you think the Red Buddha was a was a, uh, a callback to this? Or do yes. you think... Or, Joe... Do no, you think yes, that, I do. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, nobody's ever seen this movie in the last... Like, when do you think the last time somebody watched this movie was? Because the IMDb reviews were, like, 2002. So it's, I mean, I wonder if we're, like, the first people to watch this movie in a half decade. That Like, it could well, be. Well, or, like, two decades. Well, I mean, I'm saying, it's on Daily Motion, so somebody's watched it. Oh, uh-huh. Someone had so, to watch it to put it on there. Yeah, to put it on there. But it's, like, like, has anybody watched this movie, like, in 2021? We might be the first people to watch it. This That'd be amazing. Yeah, because this was uploaded six years ago. I can't find a view count. I'm going to try to find a view count. It's probably one of those things where, like, somebody has to watch it every five years. And, like, we're, we're like every five years, one person has to watch it to, like, keep the crops growing. It's like the, uh, <laughs> like, in Lost with the, the bunker where they have to put in the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyway, we end up going to the boss's apartment next. And the boss is all pissed off at Turco for killing this woman because he said to bring her back alive. He wanted the woman alive and the map. Turco comes back. He's like, boss, I got bad news. She's dead. Also, no map. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got bad news and I got worse news. What do you want? (laughs) He's like, Um, I've got good news. I've got bad news. He's like, what's the bad news? He's like, I don't have the map. What's the good news? I don't have good news. (laughs) I'm uh, almost certain she's she could still be alive. That's the good news. I left her breathing. Yeah, she was breathing when I left. Yeah, she was uh, breathing through a hole in her gut, but she was breathing. <laughs> right. Um, Turco makes up for this blunder by creepily grabbing at Grace, who is the uh, servant girl. But at this point, I thought it was the boss's daughter. So I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> he is so unbearably horny, Joe. He's got to get a grip. Uh, Lisa, who's the the main, the boss's top girl, calls him a naughty boy. Um, really weird. 
And that's that scene. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So hold on. Let me make sure I don't miss anything. I was trying to find the view count on Daily Motion, so I got behind. Uh, Turco, you're a naughty boy. Uh, Grace comes in and gets Turco all riled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So they trashed his place. This is why. So Ron Martini comes back to the apartment. Yes. And he has. I realize this. He has a five o'clock shadow. I have never seen Ron Martini with facial hair. Ah. Uh. Like yeah. not even like a five o'clock shadow. Not even in the apocalyptic movies he did. Yes, not in the not even when he lives in the jungle for years does he even get like one stray hair. And in this he has like a drawn on five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he spends like three quarters of this movie in his apartment. Like there's no <laughs> excuse for him to have a fucking after uh, uh, four o'clock shadow. Um, so he goes to his apartment. It's trashed. He goes to this place and you don't really know what it is but then you kind of figure out it's a dress store because like there's dresses around like there's dresses like hanging from the wall but then there's mannequins in the back it's like a seamstress shop but um also he changed clothes between like when he got to the apartment and it was like i gotta investigate he changed shirts oh yeah yeah and this is uh where i noticed um ron because he's wearing very tight pants ron martini big butt (laughs) big butt guy big butt guy he yeah. is caked up. I noticed it in this movie. I was like, huh. I don't know maybe if it's stretched, but it was just one of the things where it's like, you know, tight tight pants and he jumps over the fence. And I'm like, all right, that's a big, big booty. That's a big booty, Ron. <laughs> um, So he gets shocked by the first mannequin he sees, which is great. Because like, it's so funny, dude. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> he has a little flashlight and he sees the mannequin. And he like looks at it and he like stops at the face for a second and is like, oh, God. Oh, okay. It's just a man. Why is that girl not bleaking? Oh. <laughs> but it, what's funny is he gets scared, but he's not like too scared. Like he just like jumps back a little bit. Like he's yeah. like, like he's like, it's almost like the director is like, you got to be scared. And he's like, well, I wouldn't be that scared. It's just mannequin. And they like met halfway. Right. But it's great because he starts low. It's not like he like is scanning across darkness, hits the face. It's he starts That's at true. like the legs and the body. So he knows there's a mannequin there. It's That's just true. her face. He's startled by the fact that the cl- if we break it down, he's startled by the fact that the clothes are not just floating in the air. So <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> so there's something underneath. Is this a is this a real body? <laughs> but then he he, he comes to grips um, and then he he uh, pins this other mannequin who is an actual woman. Turns yeah. out the other mannequin. So we find out. Her, yeah, her name's Diana. And she's just like posed like a mannequin, just like. Standing there, and I was like, when he was scanning the other mannequin, I was like, is that just a woman? <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't there another movie like that, a, a Norris movie where uh, like Force of One, where the guy's just Force like one. he's just standing there in the the sporting goods store, and he's the whole like, time the scene's going on, you're like, is that a person? Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be this like big shock. You're like, wait a minute, a mannequin like they're like halfway through the shot, he like scratches his nose and he like puts his hand back. Right. <laughs> um, he's like popping his ears he's like <laughs> um, uh, anyway he pins her to the couch and it turns out her name's Monica and she works for like Filipino Interpol like you said um, he tries to sexually harass her after this but we, we don't know that she works for Filipino Interpol at this point oh we don't no because she says she's one of Diana's seamstresses oh I didn't hear that part yeah, so, and then yeah. Ron Martini says the best pickup line, you don't look like a seamstress. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I then he gets know. all horned up. 
Like everybody in this up. movie just gets horned up. Like as soon as they see a woman, they're like, humana, 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 humana. Yeah, there must be like five women in the Philippines. Or <laughs> everybody's just fucking cranked to 11 every day. <laughs> um, anyway, he tries to sexually harass this woman. She smashes his head with a vase. She's like, hey, look over there. Or like just like a kind of thing. Yeah. And he looks around and he smashes it with a vase. Yeah, Martini's going in. No, it's just a bottle, like a oh. medicinal bottle. But Ron Martini's like going in for a kiss, which bold. Bold move, Ron. You just met a woman in a dark room who's just pretending to be a mannequin in a dark room, and you're like, this is my move. He, yeah. goes, to, he goes to give her a kiss, and the guy who in some descriptions is described as a secret agent in this movie, he's described as a secret agent in some places, she yeah. just like looks around his shoulder, and he's like, what? What's back there? <laughs> and yeah. that's the job on him. Um, yeah, so he gets smashed, and then I think she steals his key. Am I wrong? No, she does steal his key. And yeah. then Ron Marcini's like to the mannequin, he's like, I thought you had my back. I thought you <laughs> <laughs> Why are you just standing there? <laughs> Get her, she's getting away. <laughs> Worthless. Uh anyway, we get back to the boss uh at his apartment. He gets a call from the master, uh, who's also known as King Cobra. We don't see King Cobra in this movie, do we? No, we don't. It's King Cobra, Asian dragon lady, Joe. No, King Cobra is the Shadow Man that is oh Asian Dragon Lady. The Death Machine's um, Charlie. Yes. Okay. Yes, Evil Charlie. Evil Charlie. King Cobra, they call him. And he's part of the Cobra Gang. Aren't they called the Golden Cobra Gang? The Golden Cobras, which at first I thought they said Gordon Cobra. Not being racist, just very thick accents. Right. I thought Gordon Cobra was the person. <laughs> like, I thought it was a person. <laughs> um, he informs the gang that Mr. Kang, also known as the Executioner, is being sent over and that they must kill the brother of Yun Lao, whose name is Su Lao. Su Lao. I thought it was, yeah, Yun Lao, who they just called Diana, too. Yun Lao is just Diana. Yeah, that's the woman yeah. they just killed. Yeah, um, but um, he also but, breaks the fourth wall as he's doing this. He's like telling it to us. He's like, hey, all right, I got to break it down for you guys real quick. I know this movie's been confusing so far. <laughs> it just he's seems to be a series of unrelated scenes. Yeah, he pulls like a fucking Zach Morris. <laughs> <laughs> or like a, just a just a Malcolm in the middle. Like he doesn't even pause. Like everything's still going on around him. Right, right, right. But Joe, I, I just want as we go through this movie, um. I just want to have this in the back of your mind. Yeah. Kang is trying to take over the Golden Cobras. They don't say it, but just keep that in the back of your mind as we go through these scenes. Kang okay. is going to take Yeah, he kind of comes in with a bit of like an air about him that he's just yeah. going to start owning shit. And to be honest with you, uh, what's this guy, the boss's name? He has a name, but like Gustavo, Bobo? he doesn't really fight him at all. Yeah, because Gustavo gets, he gets uh, worked over later. Yeah. And he gets, he gets, uh, demoted quote-unquote he gets killed or he gets just beat up i forget uh he probably gets beat up and humiliated and i don't know man but then they promote turco which is turco's the perfect like patsy for kang to take over from yes because he's like very about he's very horny (laughs) no turco is just very horny all the time yeah yeah um anyway turco objects to this this whole uh can't remember why he's objecting here, but he like he, objects. Loudly. He just says we can handle our own problems. 
Like, oh, he doesn't want Mr. Kang to come. Right? Yeah, but they literally can't. Like, they literally. Like, yeah, he was given two instructions and he didn't either. Right. Um, the boss now wants the American Marshini alive. Okay, which like. Why? Go send somebody else if you want someone alive, because that is not Turco's deal. <laughs> or don't send Turco or the guy called the Butcher or the Executioner. He's called right. the, like that's not who you send to to get somebody back alive. Yeah, send that sweet boy that like is hanging around the the gang for some <laughs> reason. Um, Marshini meets Monica at his car. She's like hanging out in his car. Yeah, which I'd be like, get out of here. You but, smashed me. Yeah, the last time I saw you, you smashed me in the head with a bottle. You gave me a concussion. And I'm 35, so that's really dangerous. Yeah, it's bad. You are not spo- You weren't supposed to leave me. I wasn't supposed to be able to go to sleep. Right. Uh, you left me with that fucking girl just staring at me. <laughs> uh, it's all right, though. He's like, it's all right, though. I got her number. <laughs> She's yeah. like, what? The mannequin? How do you like them apples? <laughs> uh, she apologizes. Um, they end up going to the Filipino Interpol at this point, um, where she and they tell Marshini the story. The the head of uh, Filipino Interpol tells him the story of the buried treasure, which was apparently buried by two prisoners of war. I think they were Japanese, or they were the Philip. No, they were the Filipinos. So yeah, they were the Filipinos who were prisoners like, of the Japanese. Correct. Yeah. And the Japanese soldiers forced them to, uh, like, dig a hole and bury this gold, like mm-hmm. all these gold bars. Um, and one of them, like, fucks up and, like, spills it back. Yeah. <laughs> they're so pissed. They start beating him. And then they're, they're just, like, like they just start throwing gold bars. Into and, dirt. Yeah. yeah. But gold bars are, like, 25 pounds each. So these are, like, the strongest prisoners of war ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then these two soldiers um, are standing there. They kind of all surround them after they're done burying it. And they like take them further out into the field and they're going to shoot them Mm -hmm. um, in this pit. But then the soldiers shoot all of the other Japanese soldiers. And then you're like, oh, are they in on it with these Filipino guys? Like, no, they just kill them, too. Yeah, they just then they yeah, then they kill him. But Joe, wouldn't it have been an easier map to read if there were like seven or eight swords? Like if they they used everybody's swords to make the map? Probably a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, probably smart. And they don't need those swords because they're all dead. Yeah, exactly. But instead, oh, oh, that that should also be mentioned is that these two Filipino guys, prisoners of war, get their heads chopped off by the samurai sword. By the samurai swords, the two swords that you need to make the map. Yes, because there's half a map on each sword. Yes. Two maps, or two swords. No, one, one map. map. <laughs> one map. Two, two swords, circle. which if you take one and you divide by two, you get one half. One half of the map on one sword, one half on the other sword. Oh, okay. Does the, I'm surprised the movie doesn't explain this. They don't explain it well, but you have to, it's insinuated that you're pretty good at math. Okay, that, okay, I get it now. I get it now. Um, these two soldiers... Uh, yeah, they kill these two guys. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is where I put the gang has one sword. The other is with the good gang. <laughs> like, like That's Interpol, time. baby. Yeah. Uh, Marshini needs to find both. Both uh, swords, because then he'll have one map. Yeah. If he only finds one, he only gets half. Which I want to. This is what I want to know. This is what I would have done. If, if you I was think we're killing time in this podcast, you have not seen the movie. <laughs> 
This is what I would have done if I was Mon Marchini. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem. Right. Why is this my deal? <laughs> he just, a woman, like, literally just jumped into his car, and he's now he's half of this Interpol task force. Yeah, like, they should have said, like, if you don't do this, we'll fucking pin this murder on you. That gives him incentive. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about how Diana gets killed and he's just like, all right, well, bye. Like, he just, like, leaves the apartment with the dead body in it. And he does that twice in this movie. Yeah, he does. With two separate dead bodies. This guy loves to flee crime scenes. Like, they they could definitely pin stuff on him. So true. Um, The gang. Oh, no, 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 I already did that part. (laughs) They have one sword, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) They need to. Um, Mr. Kang arrives at the compound and he wants to drink alone. That's like the first thing he says. I'm like, that's a red flag. That's what I wrote. I said, that's a, so they offer him a drink. He says, I prefer to drink alone. I'm like that. I wrote down, that's a red flag, Mr. Kang. Yeah. I don't think you should keep this guy on. Um, the boss's name is Gustavo. I love that that there's a guy with an anger problem and a sword who's like, I just like to drink alone. And they're like, all right, this guy will solve all of our problems. Yeah, this guy's point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Kang says he's there to kill Lao Tzu, who is the brother of the woman they killed. Uh, Now we get a sparring scene between Lao Tzu and his class. His finishing move is almost squashing their testicles into the mat. Almost. Yes. And this, this, that line that Joe just said is a good solid, what would you say, six to seven minutes of this movie? Mm hmm. Yeah. It's just, just, there's two separate fights. It's not just one match. There's two dudes that he almost uh, nut stomps. Well, and here's the thing, too. They're like, it'll, it's Lao Tzu. And then it cuts to a guy, not Lao Tzu. It cuts to the guy who gets beat up. Right. Like, they show him first. So I was like, oh, this guy's Lao Tzu. I'm like, why is this guy getting destroyed? <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait a minute. This is, like, the other protagonist of this movie? He's just getting worked over. And there's like, oh, no, he's just the uh, the other one. He's fodder. Yeah. Um. So he leaves that night. After he gets, like, a call in the dojo, and he leaves that night. Um. Mr. Kang, we go back to him. He has this, one of the swords with uh, the one half of the map. Wait, so uh, they need two? Each, the each sword has sword, half, half a map? The other sword has the other half of the map. Oh, okay. 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 They do say this at this point. Um, Gustavo says, are you sure the other half of the map is inscribed on the other sword? Mr. King <laughs> says, yes. <laughs> That's the scene. Well, no, he says, he also says, uh, good, we need that $10 million for our narcotics operation. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. Nobody who's running a narcotics operation calls it our narcotics operation. Right. And also, I'm glad they explained that because otherwise I'd be like, why would they need ten million dollars? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know, because it's ten million (laughs) dollars. I love that. I love I love that they're treating the ten million dollars like like people on Chopped treat the, the money that they win on Chopped. They're like, you know, if I win this, yeah. it could be real life changing. It's <laughs> like the con- every contest show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, boy, you guys are here to win a hundred thousand dollars. It's like wow, I can really use that to, you know, pay off my student loan debt. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to open a bakery. <laughs> I'm going to open a narcotics business. I might, I might dabble in narcotics. Yeah, who knows? 
The world is my oyster at that point. Um, Gustavo directs Mr. Kang to Marchini. Um, he says, go, go track down the American. Uh, Mr. Kang admits that he killed Grace's father out loud. And Grace is like hiding behind the door and she's like starts crying. Why would you do this? He's like, is that say it out loud? She yeah, because she was up. Just, in the room. He's like, is that that girl, Grace? And he's like, yes, it is the girl, Grace. And he's like, oh, I killed that woman's father. And she has to stay our slave because she thinks he's alive. And then he literally tilts his head back and cackles. Yes, they, <laughs> that's right. It's like an evil cackle, but the other guy doesn't cackle, so it's like really yeah. awkward. Oh, that's King. King's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this. Like, what's wrong um, with you? <laughs> But yeah, it's like she's still in the like, even if she's not in the room, she's like in earshot, easy earshot. There's no doors in any of these doorways. Yeah. And then she um, reacts like somebody took her her like she's a 14 year old. and Somebody took her cell phone away. Yeah, she like runs over to the <laughs> piano and like throws her. She she acts like those like 1930s actresses where you really had to emote like crying. She gets she's the like vapors. Runs over to the piano and just like throws her head into her, her arm. <laughs> And she says, I hate you. I hate all of you. <laughs> like, what's her deal? <laughs> um, anyway, she snaps at everyone. Uh, then Mr. Kang gets a key to his room and it has like a Cobra logo on it. Logo on it. So they've like copyrighted Cobra Inc. Yeah, it's a very sweet. Like, that's the only time they show the logo. But I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty weird. Um like, why would a criminal enterprise have, like, a logo? Every criminal enterprise has a logo. Really? Like, the Italian mafia has just, like, uh, a guy doing Mamma Mia hands. <laughs> right. Um, you know how they say there's the rule of threes? Well, I just did one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could tell you were like, boy, this is going to get uncomfortable if I go all the way to this one. Yeah. I was like, the triads, uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> the bloods, the crypts, oops. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, uh, for, forget I said anything. Just forget. Let's move on. Uh, Mr. Kang gets the key. Yeah, he gets the key to the room. Marshini comes home in the next scene to a woman in his room, in his bed. And he makes out with her. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, cool. And he hey, makes well, out Joe, with- do you know what he says? He do says, I know you? He says, well, well, what do we have here? <laughs> but then doesn't he say, like, have we met? Or, like, do yeah, I know you? Do I know you? Yeah, it's, oh, my God. And she just, like, starts kissing him to get him to forget about it. Because she is in on a plot to have his head smashed in with a chair. <laughs> What's great about this is there is a huge plot or a huge plan here. And smashing somebody with a chair is, like, an improvised plan. Like, they're like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. Like, we're going to get her in here, and then we're going to, um, you know, we're going to hide in the bathroom. She'll seduce him. And then we're going to hit him with, hey, did you bring did you bring the thing we're supposed to hit him with? He's like, wait, I thought you were bringing the thing we're supposed to hit him with. Like, oh, boy, I guess we're hitting him with uh, this this chair. It's a bulky wooden chair, too. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not small. Yeah. But I love, like, yeah, five guys are just, like, hanging out in the bathroom, just, like, waiting for Ron Martini to, like come home yeah yeah um so they smash him with this like dining room chair and then lao tzu arrives in the next scene from the airport another extended scene yes we get his old checkout and he hops into a cab and they start driving 
Um, but then the men like track him down, like they chase him from the airport. They track him down on the road. He fights all these people in a field, um, all while wearing a business suit, which is very sweet. It's very impressive. Like the things that he's able to pull off. I was noticing that too. I was like, he's just like, he's in a suit and he's really, uh, he's doing some work. Yeah. He doesn't rip anything. It's very, it's like a well-tailored suit. Um, Mr. Kang shows up, poses. And then pushes out like Mr. Kang's there. He's like, ah, never mind. Yeah. Today. Like he's the killer. Not only he like hangs back, he lets everybody like get beat up. And then he's like, you know what? And he like runs down and is like, you know what? Never mind. Let's get out of here today. <laughs> he's like, let's go. Um, and Lao Tzu like looks confused. He's like, wait, I thought, we were like, wait, I thought you were the big bad. Uh, Lao Tzu goes to the hotel Salo? Sulo. Who cares? <laughs> the Hotel Sulo. Uh, but he's old friends with the bellhop, we find. Yeah. Well, when he checks in, they're like, all right, sir, this is your uh, your uh, double queen room. And he's like, oh, excuse me, I actually ordered a king. And they're like, okay, please hold, sir. Let's let's get this sorted out for you. It's a very just like extended check He's like, I actually ordered a queen in the king. <laughs> in the queen in the Or a king in the queen. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what he's about. Um, Monica arrives and tells him to come to the station. She like arrives in his, uh, in his bedroom. Oh, there's the Cobra logo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he like, they, she like tells him to come to the station. They have some conversation on the futon. Wait, hold on real quick, Joe, before this. Uh, so he's friends with the bellhop. Bellhop gives him info about his sister's death. And the, he treated this information like I treat when people are like, hey, can you read this fantasy article and get and, you know, let me know your impression. He's like, all right, cool. I'll read this later. <laughs> His he's sister's like, yeah, dead. His sister's dead. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know what? I had a long flight from wherever it is I came from. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll handle this later. Yeah. And um, this is where we find out Dan is Interpol. And then she's like, uh, he's like, all right, let me let me go freshen up. Right. Like he's got to go put on his face. But then he shows up at the station and like he's no longer like laxed about this. He's like, what progress have you made? <laughs> they're like, they're like, sir, you're, you're holding. Like, did you read the thing we gave you? He's like, oh, I, I'll get to it later. Just tell. Oh, me. I was going to read that. He's like, oh, no, uh, no, I read it. But like, uh, why don't you tell? Uh, why don't you tell? Uh, <laughs> why don't you Ron tell Marcini? everybody? Yeah. Why don't you tell Ron Marcini? Because I don't think he's read it. Right. Uh. So he asks about the progress. The cops say that they're working on it. And uh, he wants to speak to Marcini. He's like, I want to speak to the American. Uh, Marcini has been kidnapped by the Golden Cobra gang, they mm-hmm. say. Uh, so the Golden Cobra gang is torturing Marcini. Classic Are torture they? scene. Are they? No, they're not really. They have him tied <laughs> to like some sort of rack. And uh, or they just splash water on his face. They splash water on his face, which is it's probably hot in the Philippines. He's probably enjoyed that. He's like, oh, yeah. thank you. And they feed him soup. <laughs> but he, it's, it's hot. They have an the attractive young woman so, feed him so soup. That's the torture is like they know that he's geeked up because everybody in this movie is ready to go. And yeah. he's like they bring in a hot woman to like feed him hot soup in the hot Philippines. So he's just all revved up. But they misinterpret it. See, they think it's torture, but they don't realize there's more than five women in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's been captured. He's tortured, quote unquote. 
Um, Turco tries to kill him. But, oh, he spits on Turco. And then Turco's yeah. like, I'm going to knife this guy. And they're like, whoa, Turco, we talked Turco. about this. Calm down. <laughs> Who gave Turco his knife back? <laughs> <laughs> Like they just stopped. They're like, all right, who did it? Who did? Who gave Turco his knife back? You can't do it. He's a fucking live wire, all right? That's why we love him. That's why we got to keep an eye on him. Um, but yeah, Mr. Kang uh stops him. He's like, Mr. Kang's the voice of reason in this movie. Because Mr. Kang's trying to take over the operation. Yeah, he's like, you need to stop. Turco. Turco's his only competition, and then he's like, you know, uh, he he just keeps giving Turco the knife. He's the one who keeps giving Turco the knife. That's true. He's, he's, <laughs> this is how he's going to take over by causing chaos. That's right. Everybody else knows not to give Turco the knife, but he's like, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> he's uh, like, you know what? He's like, <laughs> I like he's sitting there. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? And the guy's like, please don't give him the knife. He's like, I'm going to give him the knife. <laughs> give him the knife. <laughs> he's like, please. Please don't give him that. I'm going to give him the knife. It'll be funny. <laughs> It'll be I'm, funny. I'm giving him the knife. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him. The knife. I'm giving him the knife, guys. <laughs> you just, you know, you can either have fun with it or not. But uh, Grace comes in with. <laughs> Do you want me to? T- <laughs> I'm giving him the knife. Do you want me to tell you that uh, you said he could have the knife or he couldn't right. have the knife? Because <laughs> I'm going to tell Turco this. This is up to you what you want me to tell you. And then he gets to decide what he does with the knife. Yeah, it's. He'll have the knife. That's happening. You decide which side of this you're going to be. Move on. (laughs) Move on. Uh, Grace comes in with some food. Turco tries to touch her hair again. So horny. (laughs) This guy cannot stop killing or touching people. He is like autistic or something. (laughs) He is like, he's like, yeah, he's just like every just like angry, like 12 year olds, just like ego or whatever it is. He's just like, ah. (laughs) <laughs> unrestrained 12 year old energy yeah he just um, wants to stab something with a knife or something else that's all he wants to do and he does he hits on girls the way that like a fucking pent-up 12 year old would too because he's like you're so sweet you're so beautiful but he doesn't break eye contact <laughs> <laughs> and he like touches the hair he's, he's like, like made a poem <laughs> uh but it's really angsty he's got like an angsty poem uh Marshini refuses the food. He won't eat it. Uh, but Grace says that they can both escape and that he must eat to keep his strength. He's been there. For, how long has he? He's been there for like a few hours. He's probably full. They probably <laughs> fed him so much soup. He's like, I don't want anything. He's like the guy in seven. We're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> trying to explode his stomach. Um, Grace comes back when the guards are asleep. And he unlocks Marshini, and Marshini then takes out some of the guards that have woken up or are awake. Uh, Grace's yeah. this gang needs to learn to sleep in shifts, bro. You're telling me <laughs> twice in this movie, everybody's asleep. And later in the movie, I'm like, what is going on in this organization? <laughs> this is not normal. Um, Grace's friend helps them both escape. So Grace has like uh, her bud, her male friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that, Gustavo. No, that's not Gustavo. Well, Gustavo's the one who gets punished for it. Yes, yes, but this is not Gustavo. This is some like 17 year old like trying to make it in the gang. Turco's little brother. He's got little brother syndrome. Yes, he's very little brothery. Um, so uh, he helps them both escape. Then they steal a goon's car. They knock him out and steal the car. The friend stays while Marchini and Grace escape. Um, to, to presumably be killed. I don't know why he would stay. 
By the way, we met, Ron Martini had a shirt off in the torture scene, made a point of put making sure he put his shirt back on before he did anything else. Uh, Martini takes Grace to his apartment, of course. Lau is there. By the way, we are like 45 minutes into this hour and 15 minute movie. If it feels like nothing has happened, it's because nothing has happened. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing happens in this movie. Uh, Lau is at his apartment and they start going blow for blow. Like they start fighting instantly, which is interesting because you figure that Lau knows who he is because he's, he's in his apartment. Yeah. Like Lau's like, yeah. He acts like fucking Marcini's breaking into his apartment. He's like, well, yeah, wait a second. Uh, like they... Like, Ron Martini, he gets a fight-or-flight response no matter who's in his apartment. Right. <laughs> like, he's like, we're either going to get down or we're going to throw down right. with everybody he sees. One, or th- one of the two. He's a more refined Turco, really. <laughs> like, he really is. Tur- Turco and Ron Martini are the same character, pretty he's much. He's just Turco with better filters. <laughs> um. So, Martini... Um, oh, I do like this fight scene, though, because there's, like, rapid cuts to each one's face before they start they're so like, it was so cuts. funny dude they're just like like this fast it was like flash 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 between flash, them flash. yeah and they're not doing anything they're it's not, just they're the not, face it's not like escalating where they're like getting angrier it's just like them just staring at each other just cutting or like back. closer up on the eyes or something that you'd yeah. expect it's nope. just the same fucking shot what if it was literally the same shot they just went back and forth that'd be amazing i believe it i'd buy it um <laughs> So Marchini gets thrown through a lattice wall in his apartment, which I didn't recognize before. But there's suddenly this lattice wall. Yeah, <laughs> like, just this like balsa wood lattice wall in the middle of his apartment. So he gets like trashed through it. Um, but then Monica breaks up the fight uh, because apparently Lao Tzu had no idea who Marchini was. She's like, this is this is Ron Marchini. This is Lao Tzu. And they're like, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah. What? Why are you in my apartment? Um, Gustavo yells at his goon because um, he's going to, like, chastise him with words. But then Mr. Kang says, like, no, he has to be killed. And he just, like, kills him. Hey, man, that's how it works. Um, so now we're back at the police station. Monica, Lau, Marchini, Grace, and the police chief are all trying to figure out what to do with Grace. Uh, so they went in doubt. Take her to Martini's apartment. <laughs> uh, everybody just meet up at Martini's apartment. Martini's apartment is like an Interpol base at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a safe house. <laughs> uh, Martini shows Lau uh, the key. No, it'd be great. They're like, this is a safe house. And um, they take her there. And they're like, wait, why are there locks on the bedroom door? And he's like, he's like, uh, to keep it safe. He's like, why aren't they on the outside? <laughs> okay it's okay <laughs> uh marchini shows lao the key and then mentions coral beach and apparently lao's sister stayed at coral beach once and so the chief suggests that they all go to coral beach i hate when they have the episodes of of tv shows where they're like now let's all go on vacation to hawaii yeah. And that's yeah, what this, this is. Yeah, like the Brady Bunch fucking vacation episodes. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Like, it just cuts to them just like, now we're at a resort. Yep, all dressed for summer. A, a resort that has Pepsi ads on the sign. Right. Quite the resort. Yeah, really classy. They're like, it's really upper scale. Not everyone can get in. And then, like, this fucking 
dirtbag gang and the fucking fucking Ron Marchini and his crew both get in really easily. Well, yeah, they're like, it's members only. And then he strolls up and he's like, I forget what his name is, like Martinelli Sparkling Cider or something. And he's like, it's Paul Paul Martinelli. Is that Paul his Martinelli. name? Yep. Paul Martinelli. And he just like strolls up. He's like, reservation for Paul Martinelli. And they're like, right this way, sir. They're so like, he's a sparkling apple juice <laughs> right this way. <laughs> We're going to give you our deluxe suite. It has a bed. That's like the closest to champagne that area has. They're like, right this way, sir. Um, it's also super exclusive. Yep, we find that out. They check in. A young couple is disgusted by Marchini's car. So by his Jeep. Off, yeah. I think that's the gag they're going for because it's all dirty and shit. So I think it's like this young couple that's like rich and they're like, ugh, what? Why they let this trash in? But then we find out they're just like the lookouts for the Golden Cobra gang. Which is great because they're terrible lookouts. Like, what if the Jeep had moved? Like, they were just like hanging out on the property. And, like, they weren't, like, scoping anything out. They just stumbled upon the Jeep being there. Yeah, they're like, we need to tell Gustav or uh, Turco about this. Uh, but first, we're going to go bang behind this dumpster. <laughs> we're we're going to tell him about this so that he doesn't know that we weren't paying attention. <laughs> uh, it turns out that they are lookouts. Yep. Uh, Mr. Kang promotes Turco on the spot. Once he goes and tells Mr. Kang, he's like, hey, uh, Paul Martinelli's here. And he's like, okay, you're promoted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now at the beach, there are all, all, the whole crew's out there. We see a man buried in sand who gets up and chases two women. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just this psycho, like, On an montage. empty beach. <laughs> yeah, the psycho montage of, like, people who've, like, never been to the beach before. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, there's no children, and yet there's, like, five sandcastles. There's so <laughs> many sandcastles. <laughs> There's not a single child on this beach. Which woman is he have? Oh, wait, they're going to. Uh, we 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 skipped the part where they're like, well, while we're here, we might as well have a little fun. No, that's next. Okay. So, yeah, Lau thinks that they should get down to business and like go over to Turco's hideout and like do something. Um, But then Marcini says, yeah, we can do that tonight. Uh, uh, Why don't we while we're here? Why don't we have some fun? And then he, like, forces Monica to, like, hold his hand on the beach. Yeah. And Lao Tzu's like, my sister's dead. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. trying to find my sister's killers. Yeah. Fucking Marcini's like, I'll take this one. You take that one. We swap around six o'clock. He's <laughs> like, I'm not here for this. <laughs> like, Lao Tzu's like, my sister's dead. Don't you care? He's like, I knew her for five minutes. I don't care. I got roped into this. Like, I took a fucking flight from Beijing. Can we fucking get the wheels moving on this operation? Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> so they're walking on the beach and holding hands. And this is a scene. This is a whole scene where like we get to watch them walking on the beach. This is fine in like a like two hour long movie. This hour, this movie right. is an hour and thirteen minutes. Yes. <laughs> Like I cannot overstate, this movie is incredibly short, and there was so much time on things. Filled so much of this with like filler, it's crazy. Um, so now it's nighttime. Marcini and Lau get down to business, and they find this like lunchbox in the hideout, and then they like tear out the interior of the lunchbox. And the and and the thing is, is it was like in a cottage that they use, cottage seven. So it's like, do they not clean these these cottages when people are done with them? Like, right. people just leave their junk laying around and nobody, like, picks it up and they moves just, like, it. 
push broom it to the corner. <laughs> Whatever you find, you can keep. Um, so anyway, they open up this like lunchbox thing and rip out the interior. They're like, it's empty. He's like, hold on. And he like rips out the inner walling of this lunchbox and they find and they're something. They're like, oh wow, it's hidden in there. It's like, oh wow, gushers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they reveal another piece of paper because mm-hmm. each piece of paper is just a way of finding another piece of paper. This. That's this movie, yeah. It's just a until you of, find the swords. <laughs> this movie is just a series of uncovering pieces of paper. Uh, Turco is ready to kill these. Wait, yep. what does this note say though? I didn't see it. They didn't it, flash it. It says the legend writ, the stain affected, the key in silence undetected. Fifty-five and iron pen, Mister Matlack can't offend. Maza. That's from a an American classic. It's a little movie called National Treasure. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Now they have to fly to New York or yeah, to, they have to, to Philly, Joe. To Phil. Oh, right. Yes. It's almost like you're a normal person who hasn't seen American Treasure or National <laughs> Treasure. It's true. Not like me, who exclusively watches bad movies. <laughs> you know, my uh, friend's uncle from grade school. Is John Voight? No, there's a, a turtle tob at the end of that. Like, the executive producer is something Turtletop, like Ron Turtletop. And I went to school with Ruben Turtletop. He was in my grade. Oh, wow. Joe, you know everybody through ancillary characters. It's like, true. You know ben Shapiro's wife? Yep. Went to school <laughs> with her, too. <laughs> Just keep going, dude. My dad taught Ron Howard how to swim. We could do this all day. <laughs> Insane. Uh, Kang says to hold off. Yeah, because Turco wants to go kill these guys. And Kang's like, hold on, I think we shouldn't. <laughs> Turco has two settings. Yeah, he's either, killing, he's, killing fuck. Yeah. Fucking kill. Well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't get that far. It's it's kill or creepily hold the hair, creepily yeah. touch hair. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, Marshini and Lau are. Um, oh, they're on a geocache. <laughs> <laughs> They go and find something else. They find a handkerchief. These, they're like these nerds. There's like a My Little Pony statue in the little box. He's like, oh come on. God damn it. Uh, so no, they find their own My Little Pony statue for the next person to find. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they have to find a handkerchief map, or they find this handkerchief map. Marshini says, "I think this is the map we're looking for." Was clearly not listening to the story. No. <laughs> He's like, I'm uh, not sure. Like, Ron Marcini, you have to understand, like, for people, like, he, he has no reason to care. He he gets roped into this yeah. so much. Like, he doesn't get a, like, he's not in it. What is he in this for? It, it, that's a good point, because there's a point in the movie where I'm like, I don't understand. Like, this is almost not even a Ron Marcini movie anymore. What's the motivation for Ron Marcini to do anything? Like, I don't know. He has no tie to this. Like, he could just, like, again, like I said, he could just be like, no, thank you. And that explains his beach thing. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, your sister's dead. I, he's like, you understand. I don't care. I don't, I didn't even learn your sister's name. Right. She was nothing to me. <laughs> what was her name? Dana? <laughs> I don't remember women who are in my apartment for less than 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, I don't know the name of women who are already in my apartment when I get there and I'm going to bed down. <laughs> right. It's a mixed bag. I live a wild life, my friend. Uh, yeah, so the goons attack them, 
they throw, uh, while they're out there with this handkerchief map, they throw one of them off the pier. Turco escapes uh, and then finds Monica and Grace rummaging through his room. Because uh, this was all a diversion mm-hmm. to get uh, Turco out and away from his room. He gut punches Monica, which knocks her out. So Marcini, <laughs> like, trained him on the knockout gut punch. And they show, like, a close-up of the gut. Of, like, her getting punched in yes. the side. And, and they have, like, a really solid sound effect that's like... <laughs> and then she's like, ooh! <laughs> like, passes out. Um, Turco tries to corner Grace. No, he successfully corners Grace. He successfully, but he slowly does it. Um, this is where she's, like, pretending like she's sleeping, standing up like a horse. <laughs> but she just says this thing where he's, like, reaching out to her and she's just, like... Like, if somebody on, like, the subway or, like, public transit is just, like, too close to you, where you just kind of just, like, make a face and, like, gently lean away, you're just like, yeah. oh. And then, she, yeah, like, she, like, pretends like she's asleep. She, like, closes her eyes and, like, <laughs> starts snoring. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> buy it. Um, so Turco starts strangling her. And, yeah, and apparently this is bad, but when they do it in Fifty Shades of Grey, it's okay, Joe? Good point. I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I assume there's choking. There's a lot of choking. <laughs> but it's cool because he loves her. He's hot, so it's okay. He's hot and he has money. Otherwise, this is probably a problem. Yeah. So, if yeah, if you're hot and you have money, you're a Fifty Shades of Grey guy. If you're not hot and you don't have money, you're Turco. Yeah. <laughs> you're Trevor Bauer. <laughs> you're Trevor Bauer. Um, so, Marshini... Oh, I was gonna say, and if you're somewhere in between, you're Trevor Bauer. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's not hot, but has lots of but money. Has lots of money. Um, so Turco Tark starts strangling her, and she's that's when she starts screaming. That, she's like, ah! So pretending to be asleep didn't work for her. So she's gonna be the opposite. She's gonna be really loud. <laughs> well, she um, was like, she she's like, she couldn't remember which one. She's like, okay, so bears, you get big. Guys choking you? Do you pretend to be asleep? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, she just is like testing out all of these theories. Which, by um, the way, the the was it is it cats you're supposed to, like big cats you're supposed to like ignore? Uh huh. Sounds like something like big cats told. Like they're like, yeah, just ignore us. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's also like the the whole punch a shark in the nose thing. It's like, yeah, just throw your arm toward my toward mouth. Toward my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> but it, bring it as you know, meet me halfway. When that doesn't work, use your other arm and then use your legs. Yes. And then your torso and your head. Yes. Finally, the head. Finally, the head. Um, Marshini and actually, Jeff, for people trying to strangle you and sexually uh, assault you, uh, hiding behind a curtain. That's oh, what... OK. So it's hiding behind a hiding behind a curtain. That doesn't work. Pretend to be asleep. Correct. OK. <laughs> Uh, so Marshini and Lau come back and they find dead Grace. Um, Monica has been kidnapped. So they go after her to track. They, her they stop caring about Grace very quickly. Yeah, yeah. They're like, where's Monica? Oh no. Like they come, so they come in and, uh, Lao Tzu like finds, finds Grace and like puts a pillow under her head and is like, you know, like all like you poor thing. Poor and then Ron Marchini's like, we we can't find Diana and he's like well and he just like throws her out of the floor he's like I'm out of here right <laughs> he like throws her onto the pile of stuff they pushed <laughs> roomed into the corner 
This is the Look. second time in this movie where Ron Martini is like, oh, a dead woman, huh? Anyways. <laughs> Let's find other girl. <laughs> um, They take out the sleeping guard. Because uh, there's a sleeping guard by Monica. Oh, you, you got ahead. Did I? Yeah, because uh, they run away. Yeah, and then they're like, let's go. And they're just like wandering around the forest. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, look, there's tracks. Like, they just wandered around till they found tracks. And they're like, I guess the old fisherman was right. <laughs> it's also like at night. Yeah, like, what does that mean? Okay, now the thugs... Um, yeah, the thugs, thugs are sleeping. Thugs are sleeping, because nobody in this movie, nobody in the Golden Cobras, can just be a lookout. The lookout is the guy that's sleeping nearest to the person. Jeff, that's not how they run this organization. Okay, there's there's naps. We, Everybody's got to get proper rest. We want our workers. We don't want any lawsuits, Jeff. Yes, you got to be well rested. It's like mm-hmm. truckers. You know, they don't want you to you know doing 18 hours behind the wheel. You got to take breaks. Yep, got to coincide with Philippine law. <laughs> Filipino law. Strict Philippine law. It's, <laughs> um, they take out the sleeping guard uh, and then rescue Monica. Turco wakes up and gets all pissed off. He beats that guard unconscious. That poor guard, man. He was asleep and he gets, like, kicked in the face. Yeah. And he, like, wakes up and then he just gets beaten like it's a Proud Boy initiation. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, Captain Crunch, Cheerios, uh, uh, Chex, uh, uh, Booberries. And then he, he like, he knocks him out. And then he wakes up all the other sleeping people, of which, like, like there are girls in the crew. It's just the people from the apartment. Yeah. It's the not same, the gang. It's everybody from the apartment scene. The same group of, like, ten people just, like, go from place to place. Like, they're all on the pier to start the movie, and then they're all in the apartment. Now they're all in the middle of the woods. Damn and they even make a point of it to be like, like, afterwards, the guys are like, all right, women, you all go back to the city. And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. They don't have, like, tents or anything. It's no, just they're like, just laying in a row. They're laying on leaves <laughs> in a row. Um... Yeah, so they take out, or no, 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 uh, yeah, Marchini says he plans to go after the treasure. Yeah, Um, they're Interpol, and they're like, well, now we're on a treasure hunt. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the next day occurs, and Lau determines that the treasure is 10 paces from this tree. They're like already at the spot, and then they're like, okay, it's 10 paces from here. Which... Did they, how did they find it? Did they have both swords? No, this is not the both swords map. This is the handkerchief map that takes them to the one sword. Oh, they are about okay. to get one sword, but they need both because they only have half the map on the sword that they're about to uncover. Okay, so they went on a treasure hunt to find a map to find half of a map. Correct. And if you'll recall, the gang has the other sword. So neither side has the full map. Why don't they just work together? Then both sides get five million dollars each. You can start a pretty nice narcotics operation with five million dollars. True. Definitely in the 70s. Yeah. Um, But they don't do that. They don't work together. Um, So it's they start digging at this spot 10 paces away from this tree. Uh, Turco looks for them in a helicopter with a with a machine gun 
or like a bazooka. Like it's like a mini gren or like a grenade launcher, maybe. I don't know. It's a large. It's just a semi-automatic gun, but it's quite large, and and he's too far away for it to work. That's right. The, there, it's, there are also explosions that occur later. Well, in this. the explosions are just something different. Like I don't know what the explosions are. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Like. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about that because he's clearly just got like a submachine gun and then there's just right. explosions. That's why I was confused. I'm like, wait, does he have a grenade launch? It's not big enough to be a rocket launcher. What well, is causing these? There's no well, missiles on the side of the helicopter. It's just big puffs, big puffs of smoke. It's a yeah. gender reveal party. Oh, yeah, because they're like yellow. Yeah, they're pink. Joe, they're pink. Oh, they're pink. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's going to be a girl. Party. It's going to be a girl. And Turco's going to horn on her. That's right. Turco's that's like, where? Turco, yeah, Turco gets distracted. He's like, pink, that's the lady color. Where are they? Humana, 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 humana. And Fang's like, or Fung, or what's his name? Fang? Fang is like, come on. He's <laughs> like, come on. This guy's in charge? I'm a weirdo who carries a sword around everywhere, not in a sheath. Or not on my belt. I car- literally carry it in my hand <laughs> everywhere. We didn't talk about that because he gets out of the car. Let's flash back. He gets out of the car at the hotel and the guy, the bellhop's like trying to help him with his stuff. And he gr- tries to grab for the sword, which is like, like a big uh-uh. cool cute thing. He like snatches it back. Like. Yeah. yeah, the sword, he just, he literally, it's not on his belt. Like you think like a knight or a samurai. He literally just holds the sword sheathed in his hand at all times. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Insane. <laughs> it's nuts. Um... So, uh, uh, oh, Marshini and Loud dig up the sword. Turco starts firing on them, but they escape in a car, and then a chase ensues uh, between this helicopter and this car. Marshini creates a dust cloud by, like, going back and forth on the road, and then he kind of peels off in a different direction. Um, And then another car is chasing them at this point. Marshini and Lau run to a, a to an old ranch they like drive to an old ranch and like get out in the middle of nowhere like the they just like roll into this ranch and joe this there are seven minutes left in this movie by the way yeah and this is actually where like the action of the movie yeah. starts it's like this is where oh right this is happen. an action movie yeah um turco lands there's a shootout that occurs on this on this ranch Guys are bleeding red paint all over the place. Joe, Joe so many paintballs were shot at these guys. And <laughs> what's like great is loons filled with paint in their fucking clothes. Yeah, and the the other guy, uh, Lao Tzu, Leo Fang, he's like another like Marcini level like martial artist. And like they set him up all movie to be like martial artists, and then they're like, oh, let's just give him guns at the end. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of guns. Who cares? Yeah, they're, like, tired of the movie. They're like, we're in our 30s. Can we just get guns? Can we wrap this up? Uh, Turco, Kang, and some red shirt remain. <laughs> <laughs> just some guy. Like, so the red, boy. Yeah, the red shirt goes with Kang. And then Turco goes off alone. Turco goes after Marcini. And Kang goes after Lau. Uh, Lau slices the red shirt's face. So the red shirt kind of creeps up on Lau behind this like rock, this giant rock. So it's the red shirt. It's very funny because the red shirt, like he shoots at, he shoots at Lau and then, uh, Lau tries to shoot back and his gun jams. So the red shirt gets closer. Yeah. He's like, Oh, (laughs) I got it. (laughs) 
He's like, I know, I know what I do. I get closer to the guy with the sword. I right. have the ranged weapon, but I'm going to get closer. Yeah. So he kind of comes real close and then like, yeah, Lao slices him in the face uh, from a corner. Um, Marshini takes out some guys after saying they fight like his grandma. He's like taunting them. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, we don't know how Mrs. Martinelli fights. That's true. That's true. She could be the best. This is one uh, of the scenes where the microphone is like a thousand feet away. Yeah. Uh, Marshini corners Turco in a room. He says he didn't do anything. Turco's like, I didn't do anything. Why is <laughs> Look, everyone man, picking on me? You got the wrong guy. <laughs> it's the other fat idiot in a fucking shirt. Um, but he doesn't believe him. Marshini bitch slaps him for every girl he's murdered. He goes, and then remember just, Diana? <laughs> and this one's for Grace. And then I love, and this one's for all the trouble you caused me. Yeah, and he's like, and this one's for, ah, uh, um, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for, this one, this one's for me. This one's, this for, one's me. this one's for old Ron. Um, but one thing uh, we missed is Ron Martini does an actual nut step. Oh, really? Yeah. Gotta so get a nut shot in a Ron Marchini movie. Oh, there has yeah, that's why I brought it up. There was an actual like I had my, my eye out for it. Like he does the same move that Lao Tzu does, but he actually nut stomps the guy. He finishes. He finishes, yeah. He finishes yeah. the guy. Yeah. And um da, da, da. Uh, oh, then, uh, yeah, that's and then um yeah, we'll we'll talk about the next thing. Okay, so he decides he's not worth killing. Because he's like, kill me. And he's like, hey, it's so <laughs> weird that Turk. Why is Turco begging to be killed? He's just been like slapped around a little. He's like, he's like, please, I've been cursed to be unbearably horny <laughs> and <laughs> end my suffering. I can't stop myself. It's like I was, I was, I was, I, I ran over a gypsy's husband and she cursed me. <laughs> I'm unbearably horny and I cannot commit suicide. Please kill me. Please kill me. Um, and he says, you're not worth killing. And he walks away. Uh, but I think he is worth killing because he's a pretty bad guy. So Turco then attacks him when he's, with his back turned with a Wait knife. Wait a second. He killed two women that he knows of. And his he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to slap you sharply across the face. Yeah. One for each of them. Yeah. And that'll set you straight. It was yeah. really an honest mistake. Yeah. It could happen to anybody. I believe in second, third, and fourth chances. <laughs> um, so anyway, Turco attacks him with his with his back turn with a knife, and he kills him in the most awesome way we've covered on this podcast. The most out of left field death that I have ever seen in a movie. You know how like it's comical uh, in uh, MacGruber. Where he's throat ripping people. That's like a, a constant joke in the movie. Have you seen MacGruber? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's yeah. constant left and right just ripping throats. Ripping throats. Marcini pulls off an actual fucking throat rip that is grotesque. He rips his tongue out of his throat. Yeah, it is horrifying. <laughs> it is absurd. He pulls like his whole soft palate out. Like, <laughs> it's insane. It's like. So unnecessary. I was like, and so out of left field for the rest of the movie. Oh my god! Like I get it if there's a throat rip in like um like Guns Akimbo, like that's a movie with throat rips. Like right. But this one, it's like you know they like barely showed people getting slashed with swords, and they like going out of their way to like 
not really show a lot of gore. And then a guy at the end just gets his throat ripped out. (laughs) It's the most grotesque thing I've ever seen. And I've watched, like, I'm a horror buff. Like, I've watched tons of horror movies. This is insane, this special effect. And it's so out of left field. It's it really hits you. And I'm like, I remember I'm like, OK, I'm up for this. And there's only like five more minutes left in the movie. Yeah. Like put this in like how how amped for the movie would you have been if like the first scene, like the, uh, the, the businessman comes in and, and he just gets his throat ripped out by Ron Martini. Oh, dude, I would have been all in. I would have been singing praises right now. Oh, my God. Um, So he gets his throat ripped out. Uh, he's dead. Kang fights Lao with a sword. Lao has nothing. Um, but then Lao somehow disarms Kang, grabs the sword. Uh, Kang grabs a gun to shoot him, but before he can get the shot off, Lao flings this sword into perfect shot, perfect shot into Kang's chest, and like blood spurts out everywhere, and he's dead. Yep. And then Joe, we finally learn. How many swords it takes to make a map? Jeff, two swords are reunited. Police chief reminds us that each sword has half the map. It, he actually does this as they're yes. putting it together. Each sword has, we have both swords and each sword has half the map. Which if you look at the drawings on the sword, it still looks like they need about six or seven more swords to figure out this map. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not half a map. There's, like, all sorts of lines going off anywhere. No one road is, like, actually on the map. Also, I submit that you can never have a partial map. It's just a zoomed-in map. It's true. Every map is a half map. Looking That's for true. Another half. You know, here's the other thing. Like, if you just have the one, you don't need both. You only need the one with the X of with the, the treasure. With the big X. Yeah, because if you think of like a pirate map, it like takes you on all these looping things. You just need to know where that X is, baby. That's all that matters. They don't have to get there by car. They just got to fucking, you know, move south or north from wherever they are in comparison to the X. Yep. And so then we see, Joe, the final scene of the movie, which is, of course, um, you know, Ron Marchini, Lao Tzu, everybody going on digging up the treasure, right? That's like the last scene of the movie. Jeff, Lao doesn't believe in goodbyes. Oh. He just believes in until we meet again. And then it's a firm handshake. Firm handshake. <laughs> Boom. Movie over. End of scene. End of movie. End of movie. That's no it. gold. <laughs> no gold. No nothing. We don't. That'd be great. Like there's like a. Uh, 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 Murder in the Orient 2 and they, like, it opens with them digging up the treasure and it's like empty. It has another piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, now you're ready to start the game. <laughs> oh, now, it's like, all right. It starts, it's the, it's, it's, it's on one side it says, don't be mad. And on the other side it says, there's four swords. It's like, <laughs> son of a... <laughs> Oh boy! So that's watch, uh, watch, watch, watch. <laughs> so that's murder in the Orient, Joe. That's the end of the movie. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last Ron Marchini movie, dude. I know what a what a downer to go out on. It really put a sour taste in my mouth for the for the Marchini franchise. The whole time I was thinking, like, yeah. boy, Marchini has some bad movies. This is just not watchable. Yeah, no, there is one more. There's Dragon's Quest, which is even more impossible to find because that is literally the name of a game. 
Oh, wow. Dragon yeah. Quest is literally a video game series. There's like 13 of them. Holy cow. Are we going to do that? I, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how to find it. I can message Ron Martini on Facebook, actually. He's on yeah. Facebook. Just tell him we're his two biggest fans. Don't tell him about the podcast. <laughs> I'll tell him we even watched Murder in the Orient. And like, to prove shit. He'll be like, pop quiz. How many swords does it take to make a map? I'll be like, oh, man. Uh, let me get back to you. <laughs> let me find my notes. Hold on. Oh, boy. So went out with a fart. I don't even care to put this in the Martini Cinematic Universe. It doesn't fit. I, it's it's like, um, you know how there's like the Hulk that was with um, Ed Norton, and they're like, this is part of the MCU, but then the Hulk with, like, Eric Bana, they're like, this isn't, this isn't part of it. Right. This is, that's like that. It's like the, the Hulk from, like, 2003. Yeah, or the George Clooney Batman. Yeah, they're like, this isn't this isn't part of it. Don't think so, about this. Yeah, so this isn't part of the Ron Martinez and that game. So, okay. uh, next week's movie, Joe Rick. Yeah. Um... A computer hacker breaks into the computer system of the Seaborne Legend cruise liner and sets it speeding on a collision course into a gigantic oil tanker. Joe, it's Speed 2 Cruise Control. It's Willem yeah. Dafoe. Like, leeches. This movie's got everything. We got leeches. We got non-committal people. <laughs> we, we got not uh, Keanu Reeves, because apparently he pulled out at, like, the last minute. We got... Love struck deaf, deaf twelve year old girls. Uh, all right, so we will uh, we will be back next time. This is uh, we still squeezed almost an hour and a half out of this. So don't know for, how. For Joe, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care. And uh, Joe, have you seen uh, Two Girls One Cup? How about Two Swords One Map? You take one map is on one of the swords, the others on the I, I see you're busy. But, yeah, I'm uh, kind of busy. Have you ever stopped to think what we would do without... Without uh, I mean, you take a disaster like the floods in Louisiana. Whose job was it to go right in there with medical supplies, clothing, nurses? Well, I... And who were the people who pitched right in and did the work? Right. And listen, sir, who was responsible by Charter of Congress for helping the welfare and morale of our servicemen and their families? Anywhere a soldier goes, who is there to help him? Why these... Why same... these same ones? And, and wait a minute. How about accident prevention and first aid training? Who teaches your children water safety, conducts home nursing courses, trains volunteers to serve the community in emergencies? I get oh, oh, yes. And who provides blood that saves thousands of lives every year? Well, Honestly, what would we ever do without... The Red Cross? Well, we couldn't do without the Red Cross. That's why it's wise to give to the Red Cross. And why is it wise? Well, because they need the money.